Imagine being in the middle of the ministry years of Jesus, right in the middle of those three years as one of Jesus's disciples. Let's say it's just like a a Wednesday. And you wake up and the sun is coming over the hills and you're sleeping there on just kind of like a bedroll on the ground under the spreading branches of a tree and you look over and Jesus has just crested the hill going off to spend time talking to the Father. And you and the other 11 get some breakfast together and eventually Jesus comes back and he has that look in his eyes that he gets after he spends that time. And you sit around and you have breakfast and you're looking out over the Sea of Galilee. It's a lovely day and everyone's just sort of waiting. And and then finally, Jesus stands up and shakes out his robe a little bit and starts walking and you begin to follow him. And he heads north and arrives at a village. And maybe a few people in that village have heard of him. And so they kind of come out to give a respectful listening. And he, he gives a parable and then a teaching, looks around and then just starts walking. Now he's walking a little further north. And later that afternoon, you arrive to a different village and a couple more people have heard of him there. And Out they bring a a couple of elderly people, one young girl who needs a healing, and and he heals them right in front of you. I mean, as always, it, it shocks you. And there's a little bit more of a crowd after that healing. And so he teaches for seven minutes about the kingdom of heaven. And it's it's beautiful what he says, but there's only about 20 people there. And then he walks to the west. There's even a smaller village. And you don't even go into that village. You go outside the village. And again, he says, well, why don't we spread the bedrolls here? And you spread them yet again under another tree. And you watch the sun set and you have your dinner together and you fall asleep. That, that was that day. Remember, right in the middle of the ministry years, you've seen huge crowds, small crowds, you've heard teachings of all kinds, parables, you've seen healings, but you don't know about the cross, the resurrection, the ascension. You have no idea where this is going. You have no idea. You only know the past, let's say the 18 months before that day, you know today. That's that's all you know of what we would call today, the way of Jesus. So that day was your barometer for how it's going. And that day was kind of small. Yes, those healings are incredible. They're miraculous. Those teachings are gorgeous. They're they're the most glorious thing that's ever been spoken by a human tongue. But I mean, that day was a lot of walking and a lot of, you know, not what. There's a line from Thoreau that I think is just wonderful when you put it in the context of Jesus. He says simply this, the man of genius knows what he is aiming at. Nobody else knows. I love to read the Gospels from the perspective as often as I can and as deeply as I can from the perspective of not knowing what we now know. Because when you read some of, especially the contiguous episodes, things that happen one after another in the Gospels, they are bewildering. Suddenly, he'll run from the crowds You would think he would be gathering more and more people so that the kingdom would get bigger and bigger. Often he'll run away. He'll speak harder truths to the people who are trying to follow him and many leave. 
The man of genius knew what he was aiming at. Nobody else knew. His day by day was showing us the way of the kingdom of heaven, not the way that the kingdom of the earth could be slowly saturated by and then broken up by the kingdom. No, 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 no. He was overturning things with his day-to-day life, which is the life of heaven. Thoreau's comment there reminds me of something I've been reading about recently. You've heard me talk before about my love for the poet John Keats. John Keats talks about this in a poetic and an artistic sense. He calls it negative capability. And negative capability is the ability to travel into the absolute unknown. And it's, it's the ability day after day after day, week after week, to live in that sort of gray mist of the not quite formed. Because you know that you're trying to arrive in an artistic sense, it's let's say beauty or truth or perfection. But in the sense of Jesus, he was moving into that sort of negative capability space, showing the will of the Father in actual human life for the end of invading the world with the kingdom of heaven. But it's clear at times Jesus was going about his days not with the whole picture, trusting the Father, meeting with the Father day by day so that he would get the next uh, increment. So my encouragement to my own heart, I'm speaking to me right now, but also to you, is that you and I would begin to look for the man of genius who we know as Jesus, the one where we don't actually know what he's doing. We don't understand it. It's a little bit like John. When he arrives at the empty tomb, it says that he believed. And then the next line in John's gospel says, they did not yet understand. That's negative capability. The ability to go through the rest of the day that you're currently in, trusting it to Jesus, and oftentimes having no idea what's going on, and yet to trust, to believe. So I love to read the Gospels according to the way of that man of genius, Jesus, recognizing that it doesn't always make sense because life doesn't always make sense. But my encouragement to you and me is let's become more proficient in our own negative capability. If your day-to-day feels a bit chaotic, that's okay. It's time to turn it back to him and say, Jesus, you're the man of genius here. You know what you're aiming at in this day. I don't. Please help me to trust you. And if you're trying to understand, say, what does it mean to abide in Jesus? What is the Holy Spirit trying to do in me and in the body of Christ today? Get comfortable with discomfort. Relish your own negative capability. Allow His Holy Spirit to fill in that sort of gray mist of non-comprehension so that your life becomes a thing of spiritual beauty. That's what I'm aiming for today anyways. And as I often say, I'd love to meet you out there in the world trying to do the same thing. So Lord Jesus, lead us as the man of genius. We don't always know what you're doing and we love it. Teach us to just follow you. Thanks for listening, friends.